This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yes. Are you okay? Yeah. What was going through your mind just now? Oh, I was thinking about my old roommate who used to scream sneeze, and I was getting legitimately angry about the amount of time I spent with people I didn't like in the 90s because I was on drugs and drink. Maybe you were on drugs and drink because you couldn't stand the most of the people you were around. I think that had a lot to do with it, and yet I felt very... Um, like suit fakely loyal or yeah. something or like like i was supposed to make it work out somehow but oh, yeah if you're friends with the scream sneezer cancel the friendship <laughs> immediately it's the most obnoxious habit in the world like what happened to you that you need attention my when mom. you sneeze my mom what happened to her i don't know but she screams sneezes. wait she listens we can't talk about her anymore. she's my mom mom she knows her she knows what she fucking did to <laughs> me in my life it is because it's a, it, you know your sneeze is coming if you're a scream sneezer. Yeah. I don't. She's so all of a sudden it's someone screaming. She loves attention. There's no you're completely right about that. Yeah. Like that's a thing that's a that's a connection. Yeah. Mom, I love you, but Jesus fucking Christ. I mean. She knows. She doesn't care. Yeah. Um do you think a lot of people think that they just started this podcast accidentally, like skipped the beginning of yes. it, when really that was the beginning? Of that the- was the beginning. <laughs> we're trying new beginnings. They're, it's called um, complaint. We're just a hard complaint at the top, mm-hmm. angry complaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go into our um, pre-written intro. Go ahead, Georgia. Okay. Hey, thanks for tuning in to My Favorite Murder. My name is Georgia Hardstark. And my name is Ken Kilgara. <laughs> and this is pre... We've been practicing this for months. We wrote it and then we sent it off to a professional yeah. editor. They sent back some suggestions. Yep. God, that was a great beginning of a podcast. You're welcome for being fucking professional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why this pe- this episode's so expensive for you guys. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's because, because of this amazing high quality writing. Yeah, how much money we spend? We on don't this. even say. Have we said the words "my favorite murder" yet? I think I mentioned it. Okay, go 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 go. Anyway, do you want to just kick right into corrections corner? Absolutely, I have one. Do you go go ahead. No, no, no. You okay. Because I actually, I do have like one that I did. I fucked up last week. Oh, well. By not like. Well, stop trying to steal my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do? So this mass shooting in Australia led to crazy strict gun laws, which is amazing. And everyone who messaged me was like, we thought that the Sandy Hook shooting was going to be the same incident. Right. And we think you're a terrible place because it wasn't. But here's ours. Here's this positive thing. And it's great and amazing. And we're all very happy with ourselves. Did you tell them about our saltwater taffy? Because <laughs> we can be pretty great when we try. Yes. Yes. There are people who are who have major problems 
getting guns to kill children specifically. Wait, yes. they, ha- they don't. Ha- the problem is they don't have major problems getting guns. No, I meant they have problems in their lives. Yes. They are getting guns. And how, yeah. And however, it's very easy for them to get guns, even though they have major problems. It's, it's totally fine for them to get guns. Let's talk about gun control. Oh, yes. Who doesn't love to hear all about that? All right. What's your corrections corner? Mine is the simple fact that Peoria is not three miles away from (laughs) Chicago, but three hours. Who cares? And I swear to fucking Christ, every single person in the Midwest texted and tweeted and told me about it. Personal friends, distant strangers, everybody who could possibly say it was like, and they were saying it as if I had said Abraham Lincoln was our first president. Like, excuse me, Peoria is not three miles away. Karen, as the... As the other half of this podcast, oh yes, I'm exonerating you from that <laughs> yeah. needing to be a fucking thing for you to apologize for. Sometimes when I'm reading off my Wikipedia printout, uh, my eye will tell me something that isn't there on the page. Sure. That's what happens. And like, okay, all right. So we're in Los Angeles. If someone said that um, at San Francisco is three hours from here, would you say no? Would you tell them it's six hours? And would it make a difference? No, you know what I would do? I would withhold the true information and then I would gloat. There you go. Yeah. I would say I'm better than that person secretly. Everyone needs just to be more selfish. Yeah. They do. There. Gloat more. Said it. Talk to us less. In episode 35, Karen and Georgia just became real mean. (laughs) Just just became big assholes. It was weird. They went into gun control shit and then they just got rude. (laughs) And that's when I said I've had it. Uh, Here's a positive. Okay. Because it's not all like that with us. Yeah, I have a positive too. Go ahead. Do you really? Yeah. Well, my positive you know about, but let's fake and pretend like you've never heard this story before. So, Stephen hasn't heard it. Stephen. <laughs> I'm not going to look at you anymore, George. Tell Stephen. Stephen. Don't look at me. So, I was doing something, working probably, oh, and this. then killing time before I had to go somewhere else. So, You're when so I modest. have an hour to kill, I go to J. Crew or some such place where I can get a long sleeve cotton shirt. Real quick, haters. This is not a fucking ad no, that no, J. No, Crew no, has no. paid us to do. No. We're not sneaking an ad in on no, you. No, we haven't done that yet. And we, we, we're we would super, for the right money. We're blatant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They haven't paid us enough to sneak an ad in on you yet. Yet. <laughs> um, so I st- go over to the Grove. If you are not, have never visited Los Angeles or not from around here, the Grove is like they Three tried- hours away from Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> In three hours from the heart of Los Angeles is a mall that where they basically tried to make it if there was a small town where everyone was obsessed with shopping. And that's what the Grove looks like. There's a train or a trolley or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gardens. So anyhow, I go into J. Crew, try to get myself a shirt. And the guy, the first guy that says, how are you? Or do you need any help? And I'm like, no, no, leave me alone. And then he asks me again. A little bit later, and I'm like, does he think I'm a shoplifter? I've worked retail. <laughs> yes. I know what this, you're patrolling me. Yeah. Um, and then finally he came up and he goes, what's your name? Ooh. And I go, Karen. And he goes, what's your last name? And I go, what are you doing? <laughs> Never tell them your last name. And then what he are goes, you doing? are you from the podcast, My Favorite Murder? And Never I said, like I know. yes. And then he lost his mind on I me. I love him. And he told me, this is the thing that got me. So, look. We are having some nice success with this podcast. Yeah. It's very, very exciting. It's very exciting. It's quite bewildering. Yeah. And it's just like a weird, it's just weird. Yeah. But I didn't think we were to the level of people recognizing us from a podcast at the Grove. No, that's, that's, the Grove is like, 
the biggest it's like the it's like tourists go there yes it's like a big thing mario lopez does a show from there mario fucking lopez does a show from there it's a high-end recognition spot definitely so trey who is the young man who is talking to what's me what's up trey you think they're listening right now for oh out? yes i do because what he told me was <laughs> that the j crew of the grove listens to our podcast when they shut down at night and oh have to God. fold down the store love you so they, he couldn't believe that no one that he closes with was there to see. Do you think that they all think he's lying and now this is happening? And well, girl, like- we took a picture <laughs> to prove. And then someone wrote to the Twitter page and said, I can't believe I wasn't on shift when Trey Aww. met Karen from My Favorite Murder. And the whole thing was just this super cute. He was so happy. Aww. It just is so wonderful yeah, to see people me. that excited and the, well yeah that was the cutest thing Stephen. is that at one point he was just asking me all these Steven. questions and stuff and then at one point he goes where's georgia right now <laughs> i was just like i honestly don't know <laughs> that's so cute all right georgia so we're gonna do right a personal thing. appearance we're gonna do surprise drop-in oh a, a j crew close closing shift drop-in at the grove yeah right now and then everyone turns around at the door but we're not there we're shoplifting i'm gonna go in there and shoplift and see if anyone says a word to my face you know they won't <laughs> so deal with that level That's steven awesome. get on this level of fame that we're now all on steven you're gonna get recognized next not I me i hope so no um i'm waiting for someone to I yell so. to me like a transaction or like a thing and then for someone to yell stay sexy because like oh. that would be that's my dream is that someone doesn't say they recognize me doesn't say listen to the podcast but when i'm leaving our interaction our transaction or whatever the fuck a parking lot they yell at me they do a shout out and i will fucking scream at the top of my, top of my lungs <laughs> don't get murdered will you scream sneeze at them <laughs> at the top of your lungs at the top of my nasal passages you know what's funny though like my friend Allison Agosti, who I work with. Love the shit out of she's her. She's the greatest. Uh, and I work with her and I walked into our writer's room the other day and there's like, you know, nine people mm-hmm. in there or whatever. And she goes, I was listening to your podcast and then I got all embarrassed yeah. and like shut her down basically. <laughs> and I later had to go, sorry, I received that Freaked incorrectly. Out. I was like, it was, it's that thing where like, it's super exciting and I don't want to overly be like, let's talk about it for five minutes. Yeah. Because I'm, of course, I'm so judgmental of others that I'm positive I'm going to get that judgment back. Well, I keep hoping my parents will then do it. And I can be like, no, it's a great, it's a big, they don't care. Right. Oh, I got, my sister started listening. Oh, right. This is a miracle of all miracles is my sister Laura is now a listener and constantly texting me things we need to do, <laughs> things we need to say, stuff we need to talk about. Older, boss, boss, let's have boss. older sister corner yes, of how should. bossy older sisters are. We should, for sure. She had some very interesting um, observations about the Jean Benet special. Hey, uh-huh. speaking of... Not to segue corner you right into what we're doing. But let's take a, let's take a casual, super casual, quick break. <laughs> Did you just slip me off? Mm-mm. Oh, you lifted your middle finger while you were taking a drink. No. Nope. It's very subtle. I actually flip people off like this, where it's, I barely move my it's just your outer two fingers. and side fingers. Yeah. I just very slightly Why? let my middle finger out. 
It's more feminine. I just remember in elementary school, because everything got scrutinized and everything you did was stupid to yes. everyone. Yes. That, like, the way you flip people off was made fun of. Yes. So I just got really good at doing it correctly. So you do the one where it's two shorter fingers. No, you don't pull all your fingers I down. I pull all my fingers down. You pull all your fingers down. That is the proper fuck you. Oh. Instead of this? Yeah, I don't know what that is. This is California. That looks like a cute little bird or something. This is NorCal fuck you where you kind of leave your surrounding yeah. middle fingers up. They're right, like bit. they're like between the first and second knuckle. This is so visual that we should not be talking <laughs> through. I mean, it's insanity what let's we're go, doing right Let's now. take a casual quick break and we'll teach each other our, our middle fingers. Okay. And then we'll come back and you guys ready for Jean Benet? All Jean Benet all the time? Benet? It's Jean Benet time, everybody. So let's do it. How many, you, there, there needs to be a code word for when we're not actually going to take it. Like, cause we always say, let's not take, let's not do this. Let's take it out. But like, when do we mean it? And when do we not? Oh, you like almost like a safety. Yeah. They call that during sex, like a safe word. Yeah. Because Steven gets confused and he goes to write something and I'll be like, no, just kidding. Leave that in. But <laughs> I take it as a challenge. Yeah. That's right. You, Steven is the, we leave this all up to Steven. He beautifully edits. Can you imagine if he just had to like the whole thing is this kind of insane bullshit? And then Steven. What if Steven's our cult leader and he, it's just whatever he says goes. That's right. No, it's, I'm in the basement. <laughs> I have no basement. We're in the basement. This is like the Alamo. And we're back. <laughs> let's, let's make jokes and stuff and then get into something real fucked up. Well, people have been continually tweeting us since like the ads for the Jean Benet special started yeah. saying can't wait for to hear what you guys say about all this me too then when I went to a TiVo it the other night there were three choices I have a question yes do you still have TiVo or do you just still call it that I call it that okay it's my that's my verb of that because I'm okay. not DVRing is stupid yeah no sounding. I'm fine with the TiVo word I just didn't know if that was still a thing if I had the actual brand yeah no, I have DirecTV. Okay. Me as too. you must know. Again, no one's paying us shit for any of this. Shit for fuck. For shit for fuck. <laughs> if they want to give us fuck for shit, then they can... Mark it. They can email Mark us. this, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the safe word? <laughs> Scream, sneeze. Just kidding. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, so there's, you had multiple genres. There were three choices. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. When I am met with that kind of a life challenge, mm -hmm. which is choose which the correct made for TV docu series about Jean Benet's murder. Choose your own Jean Benet. I like totally turn the channel. I'm like, Oh look, father Brown's on. And then I just watch something. <laughs> so, Oh, I forgot to fucking talk about how obsessed I am with our new I want your DNA inside me Who? actor. Who? Rami. Rom, Rom, uh, not Rami Emanuel. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I know I was too and that's why I stopped talking. I was like, Karen will get it right. I'm so into Rahm Emanuel. He's so dishonest. <laughs> it's fucking hot. The I've been watching Mr. Remy Malik. Remy Malik. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. But I've been obsessed. Speaking of things I just don't want to deal with and that's why I watch something is my Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah. it's a That's a great show. Dude. All right. So, Very good show. I feel like we're desecrating the fucking memory of Jean Benet by just not taking it seriously. Look, there's no way. First of all, if we are, we're not the first because watching these specials, for me, one of the overarching feelings was this is disgusting. It's disgusting 
because they would show these pictures of her that do that intentionally do not look like a six year old. Yeah. Um, where you just go, what the thing that I was surprised that they didn't talk about in at least the CBS one, which mm-hmm. is the one I watched this morning mm-hmm. on CBS.com streaming, had to join, pay five ninety nine for a free membership. What? Again, they're not paying us anything, as you can tell by the fact that Karen had to pay. I had to pay money and I'm mad because I did it going, I just need to get this taken care of. I'll cancel it later. I'm not going to. No, you're not. In five months, I will have paid them like $50. Totally. For never watching. And they should be paying you to talk about them. (sighs) (laughs) How cocky I've become. All right. So, okay. Uh, when I joked that it was a choose your own adventure, I, I, that is actually completely correct because I tried to watch a couple of them and every single one of them is so clearly with agenda. Yes. Pregnant with agenda. Yes. And some of them won't, and I won't say who and what, won't show the photos of her as a normal child. Right. Because, yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't serve what their, their, their media message of what they're talking about. There's a video of her that, that to me, and I wrote in the thing I wrote that like. For L.com. Can I plug it? Of I just suddenly felt awkward about Do that. Do it. Okay. Get used to it. I'm not plugging it. I'm just how fucking happy I am. And I might cry from like how good it feels because I started on live journal writing. Let's, I'm going to be honest. And I didn't graduate community college. Um, and you wrote two amazing articles for L.com that were so readable and so wonderful. Thank you. They're on our Twitter feed. If you need to find them, um, they're great reads. Karen, that means so much coming from you because I think you're oh, an incredible writer. My friend. And that means a lot to me. And my sister said the same thing. Oh, my God. And she's a teacher who kind of can't spell. That means a lot to me. Who uh, kind of gets? <laughs> <laughs> now that I, I know like, she's listening, I'm going to do stuff like. I would like to thank the editors of L for making me look like I know how to punctuate shit. <laughs> Apostrophe S's will be the death of me. <laughs> but they didn't. They made it not seem that way. Anyways, oh yeah, in it I was like, go. Everyone stop and go look at photos of her as a normal kid. Yes, because it's a different fucking story. And one, there's this video of her that they show in slow-mo of her mom. It's her as a little kid. It's like a home video. Her mom is scratching the top of her head as she nestles her head into her mom's leg. Have you seen this? No. And it's just so sweet and human and reminds me of me and my mom as a kid. And it's, it's this like goofy, sweet little girl whose mommy is is comforting her and and doing this thing she probably does a lot which is scratch her head you know we yeah. all have this thing very maternal very comforting thing now was this before or after patsy had dyed her hair blonde because oh, i didn't I know that i didn't know I, mean, I saw that uh yes. that it was dyed i i don't know why and the when the friend in the cbs one mm-hmm. when the friend talks about seeing john benet for the first time with dyed blonde hair and patsy being like no it's just from the sun. about it she lied about it but then i thought if she was murdered when she was six she must have had that blonde hair for at least right. a couple months if not a year before which means someone dyed a five-year-old's hair blonde bleached I mean, bleaching your hair is disgusting. If you've ever had your hair dyed, women know mm-hmm. it's like a very gross, intense chemical process on a five-year-old. That's crazy. I just, but I don't. But in the page, pad, pageantry circuit, I don't think it's that weird. Which 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 she was in. Yes, which except is weird. For, that's my. That was my point. Is no one talks about that the pageantry circuit is basically a strange, weird commercial for pedophiles, and there's no 
there's no reason you should have a six-year-old girl dressed like an Atlanta heiress or Harris. Uh, <laughs> there's no, there's no reason that. we should be seeing a little girl basically cosplaying an adult but rich every, woman. But I, I, okay, here's my thing with Jean Benet Ramsey and the whole case is that I will argue the opposite of anything that's argued. Yes. Because there's such a huge argument because it's, there's never going to be any conclusions. Yes. And every single piece of evidence, and I wrote some of them down, has an argument for the other side. Right. Exactly. And, and that's what I, kind of love about this is because I really don't like being like this is my opinion and here's the argument why and I won't listen to you and your opinion it's like I'm not doing that not you no 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 no. I mean like any other debate that people have right no exactly when I don't people mean you. when people absolutely decide how they feel right. and won't come off of it no I totally I agree that in every other way except for it unnerves me how normalized the pageant system is where it's it's only little girls. But that's the thing is that it is normalized for certain people, including Patsy Ramsey, who was a pageant queen. And they're yes. from the South. Yes, true. true so true. it wasn't that weird to her. It wasn't like she was in her mind abusing this girl and dyeing her hair. It was like, I don't think it's necessarily abuse. I just think it's a, it, you're putting shit on a child, a, a little girl long before she needs to be I, dealing I with it. I completely agree with so all gross. of it. I just don't. It's just like when people present, not you, when it is presented that there are, there is proof that this is why these, why she was murdered by the parents and how fucked up these things were. I just don't think they are, like a lot of I agree. Aren't. No, no, I'm not, I'm not arguing that the pageants prove they yeah. did it. I'm arguing that the, that dying a six year old's hair shows very bad decision making skills and, and just a weird. Yeah. But these are people that like, I also didn't know they had two of their own planes. I didn't know they no. were the level of rich that they are. If you're arguing that dying a four year old's hair blonde is, is proof that this parent doesn't have the best, the child's best interest in mind and therefore it makes sense why she would have been part of the maybe the murder or the cover up. I then I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. That that makes sense to me. Yeah. Oh, man, should we get into this? Yeah. We're I'm well, sorry I, to tell you we're do in. Do you want to start or we're, should we are we starting uh, now? Steven, can you Steven hit play. Can you delete <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. I mean, okay. The CBS thing. And here and one of the rules on our Facebook group is don't talk shit about other podcasts. That's right. And the hosts of the CBS show have a true crime podcast. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Steven, why don't you go ahead and look that up? If you don't mind. I just think, uh, so I liked them a lot and I think they had the best interest. And I don't think, I think they're integ- in, in, integrity based people. I just think that the moment you are clearly going for a certain, um, what's the word? Agenda, like agenda, an agenda. Yeah. You can't, like the moment I saw that John Ramsey was being interviewed for one of the documentaries, I was like, I was out. Cause he wouldn't agree to do it unless it, the agenda it was wasn't. Him. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So what did you think about Burke Ramsey's interview with, um, I didn't watch it. I watched clips. Oh, on Dr. Phil? Yeah. The I smiling. didn't watch it either. But you saw that he was smiling through yes. a lot of it. Yes. I think that Burke Ramsey might be on the spectrum. That's what I thought too. I don't think it's fair to. I don't think smiling any of this is fair. Isn't a isn't a sign of anything. No, that's nerves. Yeah, 
Uh, oh, here's yeah. the thing. If you have done, been around TV or done TV, mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of people act super weird on TV. Yeah. Um, especially, I don't know, was that, that whole thing pre-taped? Like, there was no audience when he was talking to Dr. Phil? Or, no audience. Yeah. Um, see, the, and I think I said this before, but the reason I didn't watch it is because I have a friend who's a producer on it, and she right. was like, nothing came of it. They didn't reveal yeah. anything. So then I was like, oh, it's boring. Um, but then a bunch of people started tweeting at us of, like, this behavior and all this different stuff. It was definitely uh, weird behavior, but yes. I don't think it was indicative of someone who was guilty or innocent, or you can read anything out of it. Is it was it weird for a person that has two planes? I mean, like, this is a person <laughs> that's, that's lived never, in the world. Literally never done an interview before in his life. no. And probably never had to really be in the world in a real way in his no. life. And so I think the reason this whole interview happened is because he, they somehow knew that the CBS documentary was coming out that kind of pointed towards him. So yes. this is like a quick fuck. Let's, let's get this out before that comes it. out. So he maybe didn't even want to do it. No way did he want to do it. He's freaked out. Oh, God. Oh, my God. There's so much to talk about. But he also, you know, there he's already suing CBS. Is he really? That's what that's what someone told me at work today, because we were all talking about Shut it this morning. Shut up. Yeah. And because I, I said everyone was talking about why possibly would they have reduced it from three or four episodes yeah. to two. And I was saying it could have been a thing where they let them do it. But they said because they because I'm obsessed, of course, with the pageant part and the um and any kind of the any it felt like any they just dismissed any any kind of sexual molestation or anything they just dismissed it out of hand which seems very unlikely to me i i wrote that in the l article that it's like oh yeah i'm ripping you off from the l article <laughs> can you not i'm gonna sue <laughs> no, you idea. for um, it was my idea i'm gonna sue you for what's it called when someone copies your shit just copying <laughs> <laughs> Steven, make, make me sound smarter in that clip um <laughs> All right. Okay. Here's the stuff. Looking for the button. I know. (laughs) Your button knows. Here's the stuff I liked from that I didn't know about from the CBS show. I really loved. I I love handwriting and linguistic analysis. I think it's fucking fascinating. Yeah. The fact that that someone pointed out that no one would ever write that they were a small foreign faction. Yes. You make yourself seem bigger. You don't seem like you're a small little group of people. Yes. Very interesting. And also, no one calls themselves foreign. Right, exactly. And um, if you are a band getting together right now and you don't name yourself small foreign oh. faction, you're a fucking idiot. I'll murder you. Yeah. Punk rockers? Get, get on it that. together. I know that fra- there was like all those things about the phrasing yep. and the like, and uh, sorry if I'm jumping on this on no, yours, but it. I was freaking out when they got to the part where the, the ransom letter quotes speed. I didn't know. Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. I just, just like you, how, so if, if this is Patsy and, and John and they're covering up, you know, the one theory that they were really mm-hmm. shoving in your face on the CBS one, um, if that was true, then oh. they really think that they're so much smarter than everybody else yeah. that they can add in lines from the movie Speed yeah. and have nobody catch on. They absolutely do. Okay, really quick. Steven was like, brought his phone over to me to show me a thing that I'd asked him and I completely forgot what I'd asked him. So I was like, what is he? I don't remember what I'm... Okay, the podcast that the hosts of the CBS show do is Real Crime Pof- Profile, which I listened to. It's a great podcast. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I agree. Let's, you know what? Let's okay. So let's start. Are you ready to start? Let's um. What is your theory 
like overall like what's your favorite theory oh i think that i think it was burke okay if you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. How do we think... I think Burke got angry and didn't... I don't think he meant to do it. No, I don't either. I don't think, I think he wanted to hurt her. Yeah. I think that, but a lot of the stuff that they named that was like, oh, you know, God forbid that he do this or that is all stuff little kids do. Brothers and sisters especially are really mean and uh, vicious with each other. So like a lot of that stuff didn't freak me out because it's like, yeah, yeah, you hit you hit your brother or sister with a piece of train track or whatever. My sister and I used to, I've oh talked God. about it before, getting getting into fights where you're being beaten with a remote control and shit. The you, first time I got punched in the stomach was when I was like five by my sister. Yeah. Like that it, standard thing. Because you, as a kid, you don't know how strong you are. You don't know how much it hurts. And you're, and you're angry. Yes. And you have no parental supervision. Yep. I, I wrote in the article that, my, that our friend Kat Solon, her brother bears her childhood teeth mark uh. scar on his body because they were so angry yeah. that they they did that. Like yeah. You just get angry at people. But, and also, it's the thing of 
Um, if he did that and he was super angry and it does make sense that she's the little princess that gets all of the mom's attention Mm -hmm. and he was older, it would have been different if he was younger, but he's older. So he was used to having all of her attention and then that got kind of redirected, which is very painful and awful. If he already was having a little bit of like developmental or if there's just some issue with like he's a little slow or he's a little bit emotionally off, whatever it is. Yeah, which is, which a lot of things I read say he was a little bit of a weird kid which yeah. I mean I grew up with a, a weird kid I understand that they're weird yeah yes that doesn't but mean they're yeah here's the thing my sister said she texted me and said the thing with the feces is really bad that's usually I a know. sign of sexual molestation I know the wedding the bed thing so John Bonet wet her bed regularly they said Burke might have too that to me is hard because I wet my bed Later right. than I should have. I did too. I sucked my thumb until like second grade. Mm-hmm. I was never molested. Right. So it's you can't just say that definitively. No. But sh- the shit thing. Shit is a much bigger deal because even when you're little, you don't. Uh, it's not natural to like it was as if they were saying and I don't know any more than what they presented on that yeah. but it was as if they were saying he like would shit on her stuff or yeah. he would like wipe, shit, put, wipe shit places and my sister has been a grammar school teacher for over 20 years yeah. and she has a master's degree in like in developmental education mm-hmm. or, or whatever I'm not exactly sure but Steve, I'm a big fix fan that in post. Uh, fix her degree but <laughs> Essentially, this is what she does yeah. and deals with kids a lot that are going through this. And she was just like, that's bad. That's that's the worst thing she heard in the whole thing was wow. anytime a kid is like got his hands in shit and he's not a baby. Well, she had this is the thing they revealed in the CVS thing is that she had a grapefruit sized shit in her bed. Right. That sounds painful and fucked up and and not not normal at no. all. No, like he was collecting it or... No, that she just saved having to go to the... She w- was so uncomfortable going to the bathroom that she waited until she was in bed. Oh, I thought I thought he put it there. From what... The, oh. Because they said the maid found it. Right. And I was thinking that he was like trying to wreck her shit because the other stuff Or was make stuff. her look like a gross... Yes. Can I say that like I kind of... I feel bad for Burke... In this whole it's, thing. It's very bad. And then I read something, you know, I, I made everyone on, f- on our Facebook group and uh, send us their theories and send us what they found that was interesting and their thoughts and everything. And one of them was that Burke actually doesn't even know that he doesn't know that he caused that blow. He might have done it and they were like, go to bed. And yeah. he doesn't remember it. He maybe somewhere deep down does, but he doesn't know that he put that whole thing into action. I feel bad for this kid who clearly has some issues. I think he knows something though, because remember that interview he has with yes. the cop, and he won't say the with cop's the pineapple. Like, what, yeah, what's in the bowl, and he just won't say it. Like there are those he, he weird goes, things. He goes, oh. Yeah. So in the CBS documentary, they show clips, which is like I could watch this for hours of. Uh, of Burke being interviewed by a psychologist or social worker post, right. like when he was a kid. Yeah. The only time they, there was two times they let him be questioned. And in it, the, you know, they're talking and I actually, it's amazing. They show him a photo of this, the, the table, the crime scene table, which has a bowl of pineapple out with Burke's fingerprints on it and in Jean Benet's stomach after she died is an undigested piece of pineapple. Right. And so they, sh- the, 
the social worker, the psychologist shows Burke a photo of the pineapple and says, what is this? Or shows him a bowl of pineapple. And he says, I don't know. It looks like cereal or something. And he says, well, what could that be? And then Burke goes, oh, like he knows not to say what it is. Yes. That's weird. But it's like a, you know, a little kid thinking he's outsmarting someone. Yeah. And there's this, you're watching from this camera overhead. He also is in a very weird physical position in that chair. He's very weird physically. He's very antsy in a weird way. Yeah. He's but he do- gets down on all fours yeah. when he's looking at that picture. And I understand it's like a kid's way, like almost like child's pose. Yeah. But to me in that situation, it gave me the creeps. Yeah. Like it was just weird. He was, he wasn't, he was very stilted in his voice, but he looked incredibly comfortable. Yeah. It was almost like chill. He was chill. It was weird. How do we, okay. So like my theory in my mind, the mastermind of this whole fucking entire thing, which is that Burke unknowingly hit her over the head or threw a flashlight through. Someone mentioned maybe he didn't actually like hit her. Maybe he threw this flashlight at her. Yeah. And this happened and it was staged. In my mind, the mastermind of the whole thing is not Patsy, who is bringing, who is just being thrown out of the bus fucking completely in this whole thing. It's someone who's still alive. And so I'm scared to. It's John Ramsey. It's John Ramsey. I really think John Ramsey is the fucking entire mastermind because, and another thing I was thinking too is that like their interviews post right after what happened are creepy and fucking weird. The CNN interview? Yeah, like yeah. all of their, like, the, them calling the press to give an interview and you had mentioned it before that that when someone asked to pa- ask Patsy, who's clearly on fucking Valium. Yes, she's on so many pills. Yeah, they ask her, do you think it was an outside intruder? And she's shaking her head no with her eyes closed and the minute John says yes, she starts to nod yes. Yeah, she goes into this weird circle and then tries to like... Yeah. It, but she also does her... She's doing a lot of like long blinking. Yep. And it's almost like she just doesn't want to... She just wants to disappear. Well, here's what I think. Okay, I definitely think Patsy wrote the note, the, the ransom letter. It's not a fucking note. No, it's a four-page letter. I think Burke accidentally hit her. I think they conspired to cover it up, maybe with with uh, John being the mastermind. Right. I think he took her downstairs, Jean Benet's body downstairs, to you know make it staged as a kidnapping. And I don't think Patsy realized the extent of how he covered it up. Right. I think... She she thought he'd put a pillow over her face. She thought he, she would be suffocated. But when Patsy found out the extent of what he did to her body, I think then she and she still had to go with it. Yeah, I think that that's why she was so freaked out by it. I don't think she that's was a like horrible. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and that's a horrible idea. Like just that you would be put in that position as a mother. Yeah. The one that gives me more comfort because it's so much less tragic and it's based on that 911 dispatcher who Ugh. suddenly was under a gag order for years and never talked to anybody. And no one no ever one, tried to interview her? But here's the thing that's weird to me. No one ever tried to interview her and she wasn't under, under a gag order. So when was the gag order lifted that she can be talking on this I don't think it ever was. I think she was just like, all right, She's clearly no one's... for it? I think once they exonerated... The Ramses. The Ramses. It was just 
gone. Well, what was interesting to me is she said that that moment where Patsy thought she hung up the phone. Okay, I never knew about, about that. that either. That <sighs> Patsy makes this 911 call, which I didn't listen. I, of course, yeah. heard snippets here and there, you but I cannot listen to it. It's horrifying. Well, and especially because it's it's bad acting. I, I yeah. From that alone, if you just made me guess off the 911 call, I'd say they're, they're complicit in some way. But that, that Patsy thinks she hangs the phone up and then they're recording what's happening in their kitchen and the 911 operator is on the line listening and trying to listen. Okay. And the thing, well, just the one thing that that 911 operator said was her tone once she was like so hysterical and get someone here, get someone here. Exactly. Who are you? Don't hang up the phone. Right. When your child is missing and that's your lifeline, hanging up the phone is crazy. And then B, her vocal tone changes immediately to the point where that's what gave that 911 dispatcher the creep. Because because she's hysterical, she's freaking out. She's not answering the 911 dispatcher's questions. questions. The minute she says, "Who are you?" She clearly says, "I'm." She clearly states her name, everything. I'm the mother, and clearly gives a, a, an answer. Yes. Suddenly, the hysteria isn't so out of control. And it's true that I like this in the CBS documentary where they said you don't hang up on a 911 call. No, no one does. No one hangs up. It's your lifeline. That was the coolest part. I mean, I understand. Look, this is just like Jack the Ripper where there's so many yeah. experts now. Yeah. And there's so many, so many theories that it's just out of control. It's never going to, I don't think it'll ever be solved. I don't know. Uh, unless there's some, something gets dug up, sure. like literally or, you know, some hidden thing. I didn't, I don't hear what they, I didn't hear at the end of the 911 call to hang up what is purported to be said. By who? By anyone in the family. I believe the 911 operator when she says, I heard, I thought I heard Patsy say, I called, I called nine, I called the police. Now, now what? what it, yeah. That sounds, that sounds more, uh, believable to me than when they, when they did the whole gimmick of slowing down the 911 call and slowing down what people heard in the background and whose voice is whose. You hear what you want to hear. Yes. That's very true. And also that part was ludicrous because, well, it, it was just TV. I mean, yeah. that's the part where I was just sitting there going, oh, they're really trying to stretch this out. I bet you when they cut that other stuff and the other episodes, they had to go back and like fill time yeah. or something because that was so ludicrous. First of all, every sound editor in the world would watch that and just be like, these yep. are the people I hate working with. Totally. You don't have to tell me that we need to go back and reduce the noise because clearly that's uh, until you can hear what people are saying, we have to keep on trying to clarify the clip. Yeah. Yeah. Like that idea that they were sitting next to that man going, bring this Lower down and that. bring this up. Do where this. Just like, yeah, yeah well, the guy actually knows how to use the machine. And so. the moment someone tells you what they're hearing, you hear it too. Of course. Even if it's not there. And especially with something like this, where it's like, you're hearing Patsy Ramsey's voice. You're hearing John Ramsey's voice. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. But, but at the same time, the, what they're arguing by hearing... Burke Ramsey's voice at the end of that is that he wasn't in bed and I have a lot of problems with the idea that he was in bed through that whole time because A why when you just found out that your child is kidnapped and gone would you let your other child be somewhere else you would grab the other child and make sure they're by your fucking side the whole time that's the first thing you would do the first thing you would do yes why didn't he get out of bed when he heard his mom flipping the fuck out to see what was going on, what was wrong. Well, what he said in those interviews is he's a real deep sleeper all the time, always. Right. He's using words like, I'm always, always. I never. never hear anything. I'm always a deep sleeper. Okay. Prepped. Yep. So that's, Prepped. why would they lie about that? 
Because they're lying. Because the whole thing is bullshit. And right. I mean, yeah, it, I agree. that kind of thing where like the 911 dispatcher heard things that even if she didn't hear exact words, like she was talking about the vocal tone changed. So yeah. she knows that Patsy thought the phone was hung up and suddenly the the like act was dropped. Shit. And that's what she was hearing. Maybe she got the words wrong or right. We don't know. But like that in and of itself. Also, when Burke goes, what did you find? Right. That little quote, which you can hear pretty clearly, but it's like, it's such a weird little voice. Like he's, you don't hear, he doesn't sound scared. He doesn't sound upset. He sounds like someone that's going through that with not a lot of worry. Okay. So what about, okay. Why would, let's say that they all had something to do with it. She wrote the 911, I mean the ransom letter. Why would they call 911 immediately without getting rid of the body? In the morning, like why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't he have taken the body out and and disposed of it? I mean, who the fuck knows? Because I think it's because it's still their daughter, so they're not going to leave their daughter at a garbage dump. They're sure. not going to stick her in a dumpster or hide her under a log or but some horrible thing. They'll put a paintbrush thing. up her area. Yeah, but they didn't. I don't think they did that. The, if they didn't talk about that in the CBS thing, but, but I don't. Why? Why would he do that? But it was. But there. From what I can tell, the problem with this case too is that there's so many things I've heard about. For example, that there was a book turn, there was a dictionary in someone's study turned to the word incest. Uh, the only place I've ever seen that is in, you know, forums of people writing about the case. I've never seen that in, uh, in a actual, you know, crime scene write up. Yeah, that sounds like something a seventh grade girl would say. Yeah, there's so much shit in there. There was a book open on the desk you guys there was so much shit there's so much shit that i'm like well i heard this thing was what they found but it's not in the autopsy report so why would it Ugh, it's just it's like weird gossip because people start talking about stuff like this and suddenly it takes on a life of its own but here's the thing i thought when they were going over all those crime the crime scene footage who the fuck sees that their son killed their daughter with a f- by hitting her on the head with a flashlight, takes that flashlight, mm-hmm. sticks it on the kitchen counter, and leaves it there. That's the thing that you would dump and get rid of. And that's the thing that baffled. I kept saying, is this picture from earlier where they just yeah. know for a fact they own this flashlight but no but here but okay. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna immediately argue the other way. Do it. Because I can and I like it. Yes. Y- you're fucking freaking out you had to start a ransom note twice, three times because you're freaking out. You don't think to move this one piece. I just don't think you think everything through. And there's no blood True. on it, as they showed by having this fucking most fucked up kid in the world hit a goddamn oh. mannequin with pig skin and a wig. All of that was like, all of that, I say shame on you, CBS. Because oh that was not necessary. It was super Gimmick. creepy. He looked like a little child actor, but his eyes were a bit wild. The whole thing of that was gross. Honestly, that whole time I felt so bad for the hosts because I was, I, you can tell that the producer was like, you have to fucking do this. Yes. And both the hosts were like, I'm a Gross. fucking. I'm a fucking journalist. Yeah. I'm a fucking like. We're FBI. trying to find out actual yeah, answers. Yeah, we're and you need this clip. The lighter version of that is the cop that volunteered to get tased twice. <laughs> I wish the kid a had cop, done it. A six foot cop who was yeah. two hundred pounds is being tased to show what it might have been like for Jean Benet, which is like, sorry, none of this equates. This is that. That and when they. 
we're in a parking lot and the hosts were going to go speak to the Ramses that couldn't be recorded. And there was a whole like five minutes of that, of them waiting around in the parking lot for the host to come back and talk about unnecessary. The whole thing was unnecessary. It was, they were, I think they were trying to be verite, but it was also, they're like, so we've got this insane interview that we've been waiting for, but the guy's like not on camera, but I'll tell you what I know. Yeah. You just can't record it. Nope. So they need to, they need the, the, um, what do you call it? Like, they need the authenticity of the fact that they got this huge get like of an interview. Like, this is legitimate because we're actually speaking to them. It also shows to me, as a person that's worked in TV for a long time, the run and gun style where you have to make up solutions on, on the fly. And if you were thinking it would be cool to work in TV, just go and look at Eddie Schmidt, the producer of this show, standing in the Safeway parking lot, mm-hmm. watching all the beautiful SUVs drive away yep. while he stands there with the cameraman. For four and a half hours, probably. Waiting. Yeah. They, they ate a bunch of Safeway donuts <laughs> and just kicked it, waiting to find yep. out what happened because that's what it's really like. And you know what? Okay, here's a fucking thing. Maybe they did talk to the fucking whites on camera and the whites said the same thing they always say, very fucking, you know, bullet pointed and it wasn't as interesting. And so they said, let's pretend like they wouldn't speak to us. Yes. Is that a thing? Well, yeah, because the thing that I was shocked by, another piece of information, was that Fleet White wrote an open letter telling John Ramsey, you need to cooperate with the police. Totally. That's crazy. They were... The whites came over the the morning of the murder. Yeah. They were the first, they were the first group of people call there. after the phony 911 call. And Fleet White was with John Ramsey when he found John Bonet's body. I wonder if those two people feel used as fuck. Well, they were. Yeah. They were. Because that's another thing they talked about hmm. is that's a very common thing. Invite someone in right. to witness you finding the body. You don't find the body alone if no. you've done it. Yes. You bring people in to witness. Yeah, that was fucking fascinating. Yes. It's there's a lot of like if you choose to look at it through this one angle right. which, which, which I think we should do the opposite in a minute too I think we should yeah. look at it from an intruder angle but in that way a man who has two planes first of all sidebar for people for millionaires a millionaire's house is kind of a shitty house like there was it was clearly pre the declutter yeah. trend of the mid 2000s because there was so yeah. much shit everywhere and it was like there was like fake autumn leaves that were plastic in a in a drawer that was hanging down from oh, the top of a like shelving system it was like what sorry you're rich what is this house and when they went to like open John Bonet's bedroom door there were all those hand marks on the outside did you see there like mm-hmm. a finger marks or like kids grabbing the door yeah. it just was like there it was weird to me and this whole time when they say her body was found in the wine cellar yeah i'm picturing a wine cellar. no that was the most depressing creepy room i've ever seen it was a cement room where they threw old shit Mm. and maybe kept some wine i don't know but like it the whole thing was there was a lot of uh cognitive dissonance can i tell you when they were doing the like walkthrough of it i was the king I watch a shit ton of HGTV and the whole time I was like, well, you take down this wall and yes. you'd open the basement up right. so it could be like a, ma- a man cave and it'd have an open concept thing and this spiral staircase is so dated and unnecessary. Like the whole time I was like thinking of the Property Brothers being the, like, you take this fucking wall down. The spiral staircase, <laughs> it looks like something that would be in my hometown in a house that was left over from 1965. Like it is so weird and tacky yeah. and like if you've ever gone down one of those metal 
spirals, spiral staircases in a house. Oh, it's so it, it feels like you're gonna die. The you're whole gonna time. fall fucking face forward into yeah. the other the bar that's on the next spiral. So weird. Uh, that whole part but I guess my point actually was super rich people like that that are kind of uh, they're they're the people they don't even fly first class they don't fly commercial Business. at all oh wait they get their own fucking they have planes. private planes they're private plane rich these are people who think they can get away with whatever because they already are up above the fray they are not anywhere near Judy and Johnny lunch how crazy is it that she was 21 years old when they got married yeah and he had already had a whole family. He was, what, then, I think he was, like, 16 years older than her. That means yeah. he was, like, in his mid, Four. late 30s. Yeah. 21-year-old girl that he marries. Yep. I mean, we've all met 21-year-olds. They're uh, fucking idiots. Yeah, even that seems uncommon these days. Like, yeah. 21 is a bit of a throwback. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye so he marries this trophy wife they have a trophy daughter man and a third place <sighs> son all right <laughs> the oh, third house was ugly terrible. i liked that it was told that 76 percent of the ransom note was bullshit erroneous yeah too yeah. much all you needed was these four lines they're selling they kept saying the phrase they're selling they're selling it yeah um that there wasn't there didn't need to be blood from the blow to the head even though they showed it in the worst way possible that was interesting also so you get you see this ransom note letter it says don't call the fucking cops or we'll behead your daughter multiple times yes the first thing they do is call the cops yes why is that even if because they wrote the letter and they know it's not actually gonna happen even if the letter wasn't um even if they didn't do it and the, the letter was found they still made so many mistakes and And it was still a fake ransom note. No matter, that's what's so hard about it is no matter what, it was a fake ransom note. Yes, that's 100% true. So it's hard to be like, who wrote this ransom note? You can't be like, but it was a fake ransom note. So the parents did it. No, the the ransom note was fake no matter what. Yes, there's no small foreign faction. No. And the kid was already dead in the basement. Right. So it's like, and and you clearly didn't bring this. If the ransom note had been brought in, and then she was found dead, it would have been like, oh, they meant to kidnap her, but it didn't, it didn't happen. Right. 
Also, the point they made very early and that is like, to me, the proof of almost everything is you don't kidnap a six-year-old girl out of a millionaire's house and ask for $100,000. That's the dumbest fucking part of it where it's like you have a living child. It's millions. You ask for millions and you know this person's a millionaire. They talk about him. They talk about him as if they know him so personally. Well, they say a couple things in it. They say that that get it out of your account so they know that that's how much that he has at least that in his account yeah not get the fucking money no matter what you can do yeah the other thing is get a big enough quote attache case who gives a shit what size bag you know get a brown paper bag you don't need to tell this person that get this much money period yes well that's yeah that's clearly someone just having thinking way too hard about this and and also believing their own shit like that's that thing where instead of having the the self-consciousness to go is this believable or whatever it was just like sit down and have creative writing session yeah and saying get some rest you're gonna this is gonna be complicated it's like she okay let's just say it was patsy writing this thing she sat down at it a was desk patsy she started out but he might have been dictating he could have been dictating that's it not was her handwriting she was a journalist major too so she knows how to write yes go on sorry no 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 um but it is just that idea of like you get started you're already got the adrenaline running some insane shit you're you're in a surreal place anyway then you just start kind of going for it where it's you're quoting speed yeah you're like, like here's this, what she dies. The girl dies. Here's, here's what, here's what people who have seen too many movies about it think that a ransom letter is written. What about just can we skip to the part yes. where they interviewed the gardener and <gasps> he talked about Patsy Ramsey coming out yeah. to talk about the OJ uh, verdict? That part, I was like, I don't care what else happens in this thing. The idea that there's a, a first per- person eyewitness talking about Patsy. Ramsey's re- reaction to OJ. Which is that you can get away with murder in America. Yes. But there was also just, it was that, but then it was also just the general kind of mashup of like, yeah. this is like pop culture gone mad on yeah. my TV right now. The, it's interesting how much the OJ, the Simpsons had to do with this murder, like how much they were affected by each other. And you know, um, I was reading some of the movie quotes and how similar they were. And there were also people online who are fucking brilliant, interesting people who say, here's when this movie showed in Boulder, like near the date of her murder, like the night before one of the, one of the movies was played on TV. Oh my God. uh, You know, November 29th, this movie was played on TV in Boulder. Brilliant. It's really fucking interesting. See, that's the shit. Like that really is, the, the, it's the wave of the future. It's people, armchair detectives, web sleuths, man, who are going to solve the big stuff. Totally, because that's the kind of stuff that uh, you know, like if cops and all those cops that talk, like that one investigator that that um, quit because he was yeah. like, "This is disgusting." Loved seeing him young and then seeing him interviewed. He was hot. Super stuff. Hot. Super fucking hot. He was hot. And also just his like burning Ugh. sense of justice yes. was delicious. Oh my God. And I he was want just him like, to w- I want him to win. Yeah. And it, and it's that thing of like, well, he he quits, so so then nothing goes forward. But then it's like, yeah, but or he stays and goes insane, or yeah. takes the fall, or it's just or that, is it, or hates himself for the rest of his life yeah. because he didn't do the right, he didn't do anything. Right, quitting sometimes is like the only way you can show how passionate you are about something. Right, it's a state, it's a real political Total statement. statement and, yeah. and if he was told this has become a political 
situation, then he has to be political too. You you just have to play on the on the playing field. Well, the them saying that everyone indicted, everyone voted to indict the Ramses yes. for having some hand in yes. Jean Benet dying and yes. the fucking police chief. Just being like, no thanks. Giving a news conference that they're not doing it. Now, one of the very first last podcast on the left episodes I listened to on your recommendation yeah. was their John Benet Ramsey. Is it two part? They, yes. Last at podcast on the left has a two part John Benet Ramsey episode That's that great. is fucking incredible. So thoroughly researched. Yeah. It's so awesome. But one of the to me most fascinating parts was them talking about how John Ramsey is a millionaire because he's got this computer programming company or some computer something company but that they don't really know what it does it it has a government contract I believe they said and he makes millions of dollars a year but they can't really figure out what he does we gotta ask Mr. Robot that's right. Keeps coming and back. The robot got to shut him down. And then we got to go to Ron, Rahm Emanuel and be like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing later? Does, happens and are you doing later? Um, but I just thought that was it. I love that theory because I love there. There is some bigger thing at work oh, that's for sure. keeping the district attorney of Boulder underneath John Ramsey's thumb. Wh- why does he have that much power aside from just money? There's got Boulder. Well, since I mean this is so dumb, but since watching Mr. Robot hacking emails seems like a very easy thing to do. Yes, hacking fucking internet searches. You have some shit on someone and. Oh, you know. so you think he did that to them? Maybe, just was baby- maybe they have some shit on the fucking chief of police, you know? Sure. Emails. I mean, let's go to the fucking obvious. Child pornography. Right. Anything. Yeah. And he knows about it before even the police would know. Sure. That's, and so you fa- that's fascinating. I liked how they um, jump straight to Patsy as an MK Ultra robot. Yeah. I just... that. Well, I wrote... I. I Let's go back to my L article. I fucking I, I wrote in it that how beautiful would it be if it was MK Ultra or if it was God damn it, Steven. Steven. The moment I said MK Ultra, Steven's phone started barking. And it's like the MK Ultra The government's trying to shut us yeah, down. Who we has don't give like a fuck. A... We're talking about it. <laughs> Steven, you're fired. Steven. No, you're not. Steven, please. you're rehired at a higher rate. Yay. <laughs> Elvis, you're in. Uh yeah, I I would love it if it were that simple, that and interesting and interesting yes. and yeah. not awful. But the reality is, like, parents kill their children more than strangers kill their children or kill people's children. You know yes, you, it's always from the family. That's it. That's the first place they look for a reason. Uh, it's usually an inside job, and it's also the darkest choice. So yep. it's the biggest bummer that most people don't want to look at it at all. I know. Because it's that's horrible. anybody. It's horrible. Yeah. I think, I mean, go. it's hard to find them, actually. I was looking for them today, but the initial... Uh, press interviews with John Ramsey, which you can see in the CBS doc, are cold and creepy. Yeah, he's a real creeper. I don't think that that necessarily, like as people have said about many people in this series, like, I think we're just learning now how people grieve, how, what they look like when they're under pressure and all this stuff. And you know, but I, it, I, I agree with that all completely, but this is fucking goodbye, let's move on. Yes, it's it's very um 
it's so telling once you relook at it and like under aside from thinking exactly who did it or exactly what the situation was i just know that like my father like if you're talking about someone who just died your baby you, you even if you're a man and a strong man and you were in a war you whatever yeah your your child you would get choked up you just that's your t- the words are coming out of your mouth and you're listening to them if you have a total disconnect then you're then you give a great press conference can i say let me Let's impart in a, a personal part of this because people fucking love that. But w- when I was like 13 <laughs> and on drugs and like a really bad kid and one night I just didn't come home and my sister had dropped me off somewhere and I just went out with my fucking punk rock friends and my parents called the police and were freaking out. And my brother later said to me like the next when I finally came home and I just been on drugs all night was like and he lived with my dad. He said, I heard dad in the other room weeping. <gasps> Weeping, and my dad's not like that, right? And I fucking—that was one of the things that made me stop doing drugs. Yeah, it's the thought of my dad weeping oh. at me, just not being home, right? So the fact that he's just—I mean, I know we all react differently, yes. But the the, the reaction, his fucking demeanor is cold, cold. It's incredibly. He cold. doesn't put his arm around his wife who's crying. No, there's a real, like, he has a real B of A bank manager yes. feel to him where he's letting you know your house is getting foreclosed yeah. on. And I, and I don't have, I have shut myself off from other people's emotions for so long that I just don't care. Well, and also like he's in business mode where yeah. this is an emergency. All the like emergency cord got pulled and now that's the mode he's in and he's completely like compartmentalized all all of everything. The mer- the uh, emergency garrot got pulled. Oh, dude. That dude. thing is such a bummer. I think he, he was in the Navy. Is that true? he worked for a small foreign faction in the Philippines. Is that true? And their uh, SBTC has something to do with the Navy. I can't oh, is that true? Islam. It's absolutely Victory? Is, is signing things... Oh, oh, I wrote a thing. Is signing things victory with an exclamation yes. point here's from the Navy? One because of the, that's so stupid. Here's... Okay. Although <laughs> I am changing my email signature. <laughs> do you dare me? I might do it right oh this second. Oh my God, second. do it. Okay, so, so I, I read... Victory! A, Victor! I wrote a bunch of shit of like... Of, I wrote a bunch of... Mostly the comments on people's blog posts about what it was were fucking more interesting than the blog posts. Yes. One of them was, it was on Web Sleuths. Someone said, on your phone keypad, the number corresponds with three or four letters. Look for SBTC. The numbers are 7282. 7282 corresponds with P-A-T-C. Pat C. C. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good Southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. Victory for Pat C. I know. But what is that? Victory for Patsy? Patsy. So maybe Patsy. I mean, I know it's her, but I'm how i don't know it's it's so it's one of those yeah isn't that interesting yes it is it has nothing to do with it well also that's a really good that's a really good way to make up a code total let's do it right now i mean pick one what's your name on hard here kill. <laughs> hard kill hard kill um all right here let me write some I, I wrote like a bunch of fucking thoughts uh why sign a ransom note to begin with right nobody signs a ransom note. no one expects you to put your name on there no um did you know there were also and we should do a quick like 
let's do the side of it was an intruder because there's a lot of them. Okay, let's do it. Um, There were 38 registered sex offenders living within two miles of the house Mm -hmm. in Boulder. Yes. Uh, That's a lot. That's a lot. And (sighs) Boulder small. John Bonet had been to the pediatrician over the last three years of her life 27 times. That's a lot. That's too many. That's too many. Um, Wait, was was Patsy some kind of weird? She might have had munch by, by proxy. proxy. For sure. Yeah, okay. that's what that says to me. Okay. If Patsy had nothing to do with any of it, and John did, it makes sense that she's the one to like who. If someone makes the panic nine one one call, the other person is telling them not to read the note. It says not to call. Yes. So one way or the other. You know what I mean? Like or she's if, being manipulated. Right. Yeah. I think Patsy was manipulated this whole time. Maybe she knew some things and so she couldn't tell the truth. Yes. I think that's what it looked like in that CNN inter- interview where Me she's too. got pill eyes and she's going, I love my daughter Hold with her eyes closed. close. Yeah. Yeah. There, I think that she maybe knew some of it and agreed to it and didn't realize the extent of her husband's fucking awfulness but also that idea that she would be telling she she said if we live in boulder which she she said the phrase if we live in boulder which i wrote down don't they live in boulder i would i would tell everyone in boulder if we live in boulder and she says i tell my friends so it's this like weird thing of like who are you telling yes and she's saying there's a killer out there hold your babies tight but the idea that that's a given yeah like you don't have to underline that if you're this mourning mother who as if she didn't because she was very protective of her children yeah oh you said in your l article you said the thing about we have to stop using the word panties oh can we not it's so true but you know what i thought of is henry lee dr henry lee has such a thick accent yeah i bet you the word underwear was hard for him to say in much in the same way that i would not be able to say anything in any dialect of Chinese and I would have to keep it pretty like clear and basic that's what I thought of is like I bet yeah, panty panties is easier easy. to hear than any kind of real I do feel bad for I, I felt bad that whole time that he needed to, that he that they thought he needed to be subtitled he did need to be subtitled did he yes a hundred percent I never knew what he was saying okay because I was I was doing stuff around the kitchen then I would have to turn and look oh, back oh I always feel bad for people who get subtitled who don't really need to I feel like it's in, it's like a it's like negging them it is it feels oh well that's very american i think that's like it feels like on the surface shameful but the first thing i thought of was if i were in china mm-hmm. i wouldn't be subtitled sure. i wouldn't be appearing right, because right. i cannot speak you're right and i can i have a, a little bit of high school french yeah but only about five but instead yeah then instead yeah, instead of trying to, to speak in french you, you would be like can you just fucking subtitle my english man yeah 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 i'm just gonna talk and then you subtitle all of it because yeah and I mean that guy also on top of that I was like I was gonna say that thing about the panties and then I'm like wait is that racist is that problematic or whatever and then I'm like this man is such a famous and prolific and legendary forensic pathologist if you don't watch true crime shit you wouldn't know that Dr. Lee Henry Lee is someone that we all fucking 
admire he's a ama- everyone the minute he's in on it you're like oh this is oh, legit this is legit and also he has a building they went to his building yeah. with his name on the front yeah. of it to talk about that some of that dna stuff so like there's no <laughs> no. He, no sweat off henry lee's back in any way absolutely not yeah and he's not gonna he's also not going to bullshit he's not gonna be paid to do a show with his opinion no because they need a certain opinion he's not gonna lie no i feel like all of those scientists yeah. really were there oh because like this thing is fucked and we need to look at it and at least just organize the paperwork i at agree the very least i agree the show was great i wish we could see the last unaired yes portion of it i want to know what they cut out yeah i think they bad. fucked everyone over by not showing that but i wonder if it was stuff that the burke ramsey's lawyers were like Go ahead and air it. We'll own CBS in a, a year. What I was thinking is that the four uh, bias document docu series before it covered so much of it already that they didn't. Or like, you know what? We don't need to add this. Maybe except for well, I I have to see the other ones to know. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, because their whole thing was like, we're going to discover all this stuff. And we're yeah. Gonna, um, Werner Spitz. Oh God, I love him. I he want- has a straight up Peaky Blinders haircut. <laughs> If you watch Peaky Blinders, that's the same hair. Okay. I, the second I saw him, I was like, oh my God. Love him. Picture him and Henry Lee putting a house together. And they just, there's. When people stop being polite. And start being real. <laughs> like, that is my dream. And then like, there's just like, they just get like, every morning they wake up and it's instead of Tyra Mail, it's like a fucking corpse and they have to figure out what happened to it. <laughs> Tyra Mail, it's a corpse. Uh, oh my God, how great would that be? I mean, we should just start our own network. <laughs> I feel like, because also Warner Spitz guesting on Peaky Blinders. Oh, gorgeous. He could be the German... Irish guy that comes in and just points some stuff out. Listen, Emmys next year, we're there. Sure. We're winning all of them. We're th- we'll go down to the shrine and stand around near that Burger King. Sure. I'll get a fucking rent the runway dress. <laughs> um, yeah. The whole thing actually made me, it made me think of like all of those other cases where people, the more people talk about it, the more people hear bullshit Mm -hmm. the more like you know like the we talked about the john mark carr theory where he had confessed to being her killer while he was in malaysia somewhere right to get out to get out of being in jail because he's child uh molester who had gotten arrested for i think child sex tourism and and knew that if he went to jail there he would just die in a pit somewhere and so he confessed to killing John Bonet and then was extradited. That's really interesting. And when he was extradited and everyone was talking about it, my sister gets a phone call from our childhood friend. I didn't tell you this. You did, but I don't remember it because I have no memory. And she goes, oh my God, see that guy on the news right now? That's the guy from my church group I've been complaining about. And apparently John Mark Carr lived in Petaluma and was in my sister's friend's church group and was the guy that everyone's like, I want to cancel church group next week. I feel so weird. Like he was (sighs) creeping people out and super weird, super, like super just bad vibes, suspicious. And then, I mean, how like satisfying would that be? And then you see him like, basically confessing to the murder of John Benny Ramsey. The minute I see him, like, you know, when there's like the clips or the trailers to a a John Benet fucking, uh, you know, docuseries and I see him, I'm like, oh, this isn't legit. 
No, like, he, I don't want to so hear not. about him. No, no, no. He has nothing to do with it aside from sensationalism. He should just get a big red herring costume because that's all he is. Should we? All right. I'm going to read a couple things. Felicia said she did some digging last night and feels super confident about the Burke theory. She learned some things she hadn't before. Okay, this is interesting. There was a 14-year-old girl that was sexually molested by an intruder about nine months after Jean Benet was murdered, very close to the Ramsey home. Quote, Amy was sexually assaulted in her bed by an intruder that they believe was lying in wait for four to six hours before the attack. While they were all asleep, he was never caught and the Boulder police disregarded the mother's suggestion that he could have been the killer of Jean Benet. Amy and Jean Benet Ramsey attended the same dance studio. Ew. There are a lot of... Th- okay, so the fact that they had a walkthrough of their Christmas decorated house, the Ramses. Yeah. What was it? A couple days before the murder? Well, it was like a public walkthrough? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know like, that. Ca- you know, like when you do like a haunted house yeah, for yeah. Halloween. So Someone anyone could have been in there. And and the theory is that while the Ramses were at a Christmas party that night, someone fucking came in, broke in, knew someone who had a key, got in and hid and waited. Yeah. Totally possible. Um and then there like depending on what side you want to argue, either the window in the basement had no leaves where someone scooted in or had an undisturbed spider web yeah where that would have been disturbed if someone had scooted in like everyone who has a fucking definitive answer about this needs to stop it because yes. there's not one no and that's that's the crazy the the cobweb one watching them on that one show yeah going in and out where i was just like yeah but then there's the one time where you don't touch it at totally. all and because you're really skinny because you're on math totally. or this or that like or you're careful one billion yes exactly the thing that i was thought was very suspicious was they first of all they're these millionaires they have two planes yeah but they have a broken window pane in their basement and they don't fix it like i'm the most irresponsible person in the world and when i broke my kitchen window i fixed it within three days yeah because it's your house yeah and it's an open window like it's unsafe it's glass and then there was some somewhere in that where they John Ramsey said that they left it like that because he lo- locked himself out a lot. Right. Which is insanity. The fact that it's he like, had admitted to that being his fault, I thought was very weird. It was super weird because to me it's like, oh, are you trying to justify if there's some latent print somewhere? Because it yeah. doesn't even, what? Get a hide a key. There's one million yeah. things, especially as a millionaire Fake that you rock, could do. Man. Yeah. Buy a second fucking house. Like, there's all these things you could do instead of breaking a window and leaving it that way. I thought it was really... Like, there's some things that, to me, were like, well, if you want to argue this thing this way, you say this. If you want to argue with the... Like, there's things like... um like the taser marks. If you want it to be an intruder, it's taser marks. If you don't want it to be an intruder, it's train track... It's Burke's toy train track marks. Yes. Every piece of evidence can be argued either way you fucking want it to be argued. I did think it was interesting when they argued the taser that tasers don't put you to sleep. They actually like get your adrenaline going and like zap you and make make you very much awake. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. I think, and I think that that could point to shoddy, this super shoddy police um work of that these as weird assumptions where it's like they were they were actually measuring it and being like yeah, yeah. this doesn't even yeah. fit a taser shape it doesn't i think the thing 
for me, all right, let's let's do our big conclusion. Great. I think because I'm so tired. I'm so tired too. <laughs> let's do the thing between um between I think the ransom letter and the nine one one call and what happened between when the cops came and her body was found, put down, and then Ugh. I think of those moved all over the house by neighbors and friends and, like, and picked up DNA all over the carpet. And yeah. I think those things are the most telling more than anything else and the pineapple, but also, and I think those things all point to it inside job. And it makes more sense to me that one of the three people aside from Jean in that house that night had something to do with it more than a stranger or someone else outside of it. Yeah. It just makes more sense. It does. I mean, the thing that's maddening, I guess, is that it could be a little bit of everything. Yeah. It could be an intruder who opened that window and got saw the suitcase in the room and put it there because he was like I'm going to go get that little girl and take her out the there's all these things that it could be a little piece of each but yes I agree and believe that the the uh, ransom note is a lie and it's a fabrication um, and the 911 calls bullshit I don't bu- I don't buy her level it's acting and it's not good acting um and then the fact that that maglite flashlight fits the hole Ugh. in Jean-Benet's head perfectly yeah. is devastating, like, proof that, or at least devastating proof too much. But it's that thing of, like, then you, I just, it suddenly made sense of, like, she did yet another yeah. irritating thing to him, and he grabbed something nearby, threw it at her, or... Like ran behind her and cracked her with not, it, mean not to knowing. Fucking, yeah. yeah, you don't have to be like you know crazy, the good son, evil child to make a terrible mistake. To me, Patsy and Burke are Patsy's and yeah. John's the, the puppet ego. master. Yeah, ego. Well, he's going to take care of business. Like, yeah, this the worst case scenario thing happened. Yeah. And yeah, he's going to fix it. And did you know that, so out of all the, um, they did, I really like the, um, when they take apart the ransom note and, and look letter by letter of who yeah. it matches. So, oh God, where'd it go? So all these people were, let me get my notes from under my cat. Um, oh God, where'd it go? Well, a hundred people their their writing their handwriting was um compared to the ransom note everyone was cleared and everyone keeps saying like well patsy ramsey was inconclusive out of the hundred people hers was the only one that wasn't cleared yeah that was quote inconclusive yeah she also wrote out the words one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars instead of the numbers yeah yes nobody fucking does no one does when asked to rewrite the ransom note she did that but I also, I just, I have so much sympathy for her. Well, yeah, the, the idea that she would, she would know that her child was murdered and then have to be a part of the cover-up, have to be the voice of the cover-up. Yeah, the grieving mother. And so then balance those feelings of you actually really did lose your child, but now on, in the, 
in the name, just say if it's the Burke, in the name of your other child, you have to continue on and do this thing. Yeah. That's a sickening proposition. Especially when you're someone who appearances mean so much mean to everyone. you. and I don't give a fuck. I'm sitting fucking spread <laughs> eagle right now with shorts, and I don't give a shit. My roots need to be dyed so bad <laughs> that strangers laugh at me on the street. And, yeah, to be wrapped up in that world, that trapping yeah. of... of it's, it is its own pageantry. It's an adult yeah, version yeah. of that, of look at my home. Look, now there are balls of shit in my daughter's bed look what, that my look son at my put there, but children. please look at my Christmas tree. And you're still winning. You're still going to win the crown if you're the fucking best at it. That's right. It's just different. Insanity. Also, there was that one quote where a little girl, and it's the, the woman that was interviewed, I call her the wine friend, <laughs> that said, I was, exo- I was, you know, turned out, cast out from yeah. the friendship, where I was like, yeah, because you talk to fucking reporters, yeah. and you clearly just, like, ran blabbing the second you could. Totally. But she said that her daughter um, had gone up to John Bonet's room with her one time, and was looking at all the trophies, and said, what are these? And she said, I just won those. But they're really my mom's. Yeah. Thinking, first of all, I don't buy that that actually happened. That sounds like some, I don't know, like an anecdote someone would write on Twitter about their brilliant child. Yeah. Because it's such an old soul kind of thing, knowing that's like her commenting on her, the reality of her own life in a way as if she's not a part of it to say, yes, my mother's very wrapped up in my career. Talk about this on CBS when I'm dead. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. For a six-year-old. Maybe if she was eight or... I mean, who knows? Everyone wants to make their kids seem like an old soul, but really they're just fucking... They scream Sesame Street songs at the top of their fucking lungs. They're new souls to everybody else in the restaurant when your child's screaming, (laughs) so shut it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Was that enough JonBenet talk for everybody? I think it was a lot. I think I'm done talking about this anymore. Yeah, unless there's new information. Yeah. I would be interested in new information, but um, I feel like we've we've just hit a peak at true zenith of Jean Benet reporting and and also just that it's this thing of everybody going true crime so hot right now true crime or whatever where it's just like yeah but we don't need to keep talking about the same thing over and over the amount of research I've done on this person that I this case that I'm really very interested in and I feel a lot of fucking sadness and pain for. The victim, I feel like if I keep fucking searching it and, and getting into it and talking about it, I'm just, I'm not, I'm desecrating her fucking memory. And I just, I can't keep looking at fucking autopsy photos. No. It's also, it's not good for your brain. No. Like, it's, it's not. not, it's, you're not related. You don't work on it. You don't put yourself through it. I saw a picture on Twitter moments this morning because there was nothing. I was, I was up at like six and there was nothing going on Twitter. Yeah. So I went, I made the, grave mistake of touching the moments button and seeing what the story was there and it said something about John Bonet but the picture was one where I was like is this Angelina Jolie like her mouth is open and her head is tipped back and she's got all kinds of fucking makeup on and her hair's brushed away from her head so you can see like her tall forehead and she truly looks like she's 20 and it is such a sexual picture and that's the picture Twitter moments chose to use as the John Bonet headline picture not the cute one where she's got the little bangs and a little hat and she just looks like she's on vacation yeah. it was like she might as well have been like grabbing her own neck it was such a Jesus. sexual like perfume commercial let's stop doing this it's, let's stop it it's gross to her poor baby I mean, it's not gonna stop though cause it's no. it's there's it's so fucking salacious and it's so mysterious she is a sweet she we're gonna file her away 
as a sweet baby angle. And she will be in, a, in your, your and mine and my favorite murderer's hearts. And we feel awful and wish it would sol- be solved, but it's not. It's just not. There's not. But, Even if it gets solved, people are going to say it's a fucking conspiracy. Right. Yeah. Keep, well, your, keep your babies close. And uh, keep your foreign factions even closer. Dude. And the punk rock band. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Bye. Elvis, want a cookie? Want a cookie? Bye. Want a cookie? Bye. Good boy.